BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. Hope everyone had a good and safe and fun long weekend. Not even going to call it Independence Day because... Fuck America after what happened. But I hope that everyone had a great long weekend last weekend. And wow, can't believe that summer is flying, but we knew that it would. I want to tell you a little bit about my weekend last weekend, answer a few of your questions. And then we're going to get right into Dan. Dan is awesome. I like to call him the quintessential guy because he comes on and he just represents the male perspective. He's just he's just a normal guy, you know? And we and we love it and we love to hear it because sometimes I give advice and you guys will be like, "Yeah, but like the, what do guys really think?" And Dan is really a good representation of what guys really think. So the other day, so I'm really close with my grandpa. We actually just went on a podcast together. My old producer Brian started this podcast. I think it's called Grandma Podcast, but it is this podcast that features people and their grandparents together. And so I just went on with my grandpa and I see him. I try to see him about once a week. I'm very lucky because he lives in New York. I live in New York. It's perfect. And he, I just, I feel very lucky to be able to see him as often as I do, but he's getting old. He's 89. He can hardly walk. He is so stubborn. He refuses to use walker. He has a helper now, thank God, which is like a new development. But he is just so stubborn. He's like, doesn't ever want help with anything and blah, blah, blah. So I went to go record this podcast with him at his apartment. And then I took him to dinner and we went a few blocks away from his apartment, which is actually progress because he likes to go to the place right below his apartment and nowhere else. But I got him to walk a few blocks, was holding him and we're sitting at dinner. And he's so funny. He really doesn't take himself too seriously, but he's also like a very serious person. If you've met him, he's very old school, like may or may not still be, you know, kind of racist and just has like an old mindset, which I mean, there's only so much you can change about a person, but he is such a sweetheart. He just, you know, he's like still yells at waiters and things that like are totally not okay. But he's adorable. He's my poppy. And we're at dinner 
And he also is like a tank when it comes to food. Like he will eat anything that's in front of him and then some. He never gets hungry. He's like a bottomless pit. Sorry, he never gets full. And so he got chicken parm. I got a pizza. And I see him cutting his chicken parm to feed it to himself. And I see this piece and I'm like, this is a really big piece of chicken. But whatever, I'm not going to say anything. You know, he knows himself. He's 89. So he cuts this piece of chicken and he puts it in his mouth. And all of a sudden his eyes start watering. And I'm like, Poppy, are you choking? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay. So I give him water and he takes a sip and he's like talking to me. So usually when someone's choking, they're not able to talk to you. So he's like, I'm, I'm not joking. And then all of a sudden he's definitely choking. He stands up and he like grabs. So he's choked five times before, which is just a hilarious anecdote about him. So he knows exactly what to do. He gets up and he motions to the waiter to like give him the Heimlich maneuver. And I'm just sitting there like, holy shit, holy shit. Oh my God. Like my grandpa's dying in front of my eyes. Like, what do I do? This is so traumatizing. I I don't know the Heimlich. I'm like, should I step in and do the Heimlich? The waiter has no idea what to do. He's just kind of like staring. And then he grabs the side of my grandpa's shoulders and like pushes in. Nothing happens. And then this diner, someone else who's who's eating at the restaurant with his girlfriend, this sweet, sweet, tall, handsome man comes over, like pushes the waiter out of the way and gives my grandpa the Heimlich. And all of a sudden, this huge piece of chicken comes up and out of his mouth. And I literally had to grab it out of his mouth. It was the scariest thing ever, guys. Thank God he's alive. Thank God he's okay. And then of course, in typical poppy form, he's laughing. He's laughing after. He's like, wasn't that so funny? At least I'm entertaining as a dinner partner. And I am like full trauma, fully traumatized. And I call my mom and my uncle and I tell them what happens. And my uncle was so unfazed. He was like, oh yeah, he choked. Okay. You know, just another day. He's like, I'm getting on a plane. We'll talk later. My mom was like, oh, again, you know, he's just like, he's, I swear to God, he has nine lives. He has nine lives, but he's choked many, many times before. There was another time that he choked at this restaurant in the Hamptons years ago. And it was like this hot new restaurant that had just opened. My parents tell me this story and Martha Stewart was there. And he started choking on a piece of steak and my dad gave him the Heimlich and the whole restaurant was looking and watching just like at the situation with me recently. And the piece went flying out of his mouth and landed right next to Martha Stewart's like foot. And she didn't even look up, (laughs) which is hysterical. Anyway, traumatizing, but thank God he's okay. I threw this surprise birthday for Steven last weekend. His birthday was last week. It's July 5th. And it was so much fun, except for the fact that I have now tried to pull this off three times and he's clearly on to me. Steven's always like, I don't want to do anything for my birthday. I don't care, blah, blah, blah. So I don't have a choice but to surprise him. I never get surprised because I'm like the person that plans my birthday. But he always gets surprised and... It turns out he was so on to me. He knew his friends were coming 
And then there was one other friend who was surprising him on the second day. He also knew that friend was coming because one of the other friends told him, like, I can't trust these people. Oh, but it was so much fun. We had such a nice time. And I just, it was, it was really nice. And I got, I got to post some more wedding photos because that's what I live for. You know, never thought I'd be this girl who just lives and dies for her wedding photos. But you know what? I probably did think deep down. I probably knew. I also want to talk about how every single song these days is a cover and I'm just fucking over it. And if you can find me an original song that has no sampling of another song, please send it to me because I am desperate for some new good music that isn't just a cover. Like I'm sick. I'm sick and tired of these covers. Oh, oh and also last weekend, another crazy situation. I was driving our car And I just could tell something was off. And of course, and I'm with my mom, she's in the passenger seat. And of course we get a flat tire. And it was just, this is my third flat tire. I don't know if you've ever gotten a flat tire. I don't know how to change a tire. If you do amazing, you're a star. Definitely don't know how to do that. And I was so dramatic about the situation because the other two times I've gotten flats, I was like on the highway and I just like never saw my car again after that. It had to be taken by AAA and blah, blah, blah. So I'm freaking out. I'm calling Stephen like, we have a flat tire. Say goodbye to your stuff that's in the car. It's gone forever. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like the car didn't explode. It's a flat tire. We're going to be fine. And he came and he fixed it and it and it was fine, but it was very stressful. So make sure you check your tire pressure because I was, I also, we were on our way to a workout class and I was running in and out of this class dealing with the tire. And then these people in the Hamptons are so fucking obnoxious. I clearly have a flat tire and I'm trying to put the car in a spot in this parking lot so that it doesn't get towed before Steven comes to fix the flat tire. And these fuckers are stealing my spot. Like like all these cars are just coming in and stealing my spot because they know that it's going to take me time to pull into the spot. And every time I'm like putting my hands up, begging, begging someone to not steal the spot and they do it anyway. And it's just like people in the Hamptons, I swear to God, are so obnoxious because of that. Anyway, I'm going to talk about two things that you had asked me to talk about. And then we'll get right into Dan. Somebody said, can you talk about not knowing how to suck a dick? Well, I'm currently at my in-laws and I hope that they're not listening to me. But believe it or not, actually, I feel like you are going to believe it because why would I lie about this? I just don't think that I'm good at sucking dick. And like, that's okay. It's okay. You don't have to be amazing at sucking dick. You just don't. And I, you know what? I know I'm not that good at it. I do because I don't think I have the patience for it. And I don't really want to do it a lot of the time. But having said that, when you really love someone, you force yourself to do it and you, you do love it because you love, you know, pleasing them. And so I think this is probably not the right podcast to be listening to, to learn how to suck a dick. But if you catch my drift, I bet you there's another podcast that teaches you just how to suck a dick. What I've heard is that you have to get it really wet. 
Oh my God. I can't, I can't get into this right now. I just feel like I can't, I just, I, I can't, but, but you just got to ask your partner for tips because every guy likes their dick sucked differently. And that's a fact. It really is. Okay. And lastly, somebody asked if I could talk about the person that they're dating's ex looking entirely different than they do. They said the ex is totally fake, fake boobs, fake hair, fake lips, and they're the opposite. And it can't help but make them feel insecure and think that the ex isn't attracted, that the significant other isn't attracted to them because they don't look like the significant other's ex. I actually asked Stephen about this because I was curious. And he said, so not the case. Like not everyone has one specific type. First of all, people have multiple people that they find attractive. And that's actually true. I never dated one specific type. I've dated blondes. I've dated brunettes. I've dated shorter guys, taller guys, bigger guys, smaller guys, you know, whatever. And so I think it's about what you're attracted to, but also your taste changes over time and gets more refined. Like for example, there were a few years ago, I would only date someone who had good style. And now like, I don't care about that at all. I date, I'd care more about like, I don't know, height, let's say, or their smile or whatever. And so I think that your taste gets more refined over time. So I actually think that you should be happy that this person's ex looked fake and you are so real because that's what the direction is that their taste is going. I also think like, what's the point in dating multiple people if they all look the same? Personally, I never did that. I always dated people that look different from each other. So, and we actually talk about this in the conversation with Dan. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts after this, if if all the people that you dated kind of look the same. And I'm going to ask a poll question too, but now for Dan. When was the last time that somebody gifted you a personalized piece of jewelry? When? Because for me, I can't remember the last time. I feel like this is something that we usually do for ourselves and not for others. But if you think about it, it's such a thoughtful gift. And when you're using a company like Golden, which is female founded and run with a workforce consisting of 80% women, and now could not be a better time to support women, then it's so easy to decide what you want. You choose your metal, your size, your personal inscriptions, and then they hand stamp each piece of jewelry. Plus it's an amazing price point, amazing price point. And they donate 10% of all profits and more through special collections to organizations that support their core causes of education, liberation, and community building. I personally love all my products. I never was somebody that really wore personalized stuff until I started working with Golden because they make it so easy to order. It's really well packaged and it's just really cool. It's really cool. It's light. It's not heavy. You can wear it in the shower and it's all about the personalization with this brand, which I really, really love and making it special for your bridesmaids, your sister, your best friend. If you're thinking about what to get them, definitely check out Golden and you can use code ACME at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's GLDN.com, golden.com, but GLDN.com. 
acme.com to find the perfect piece and make it yours. And don't forget to use code ACME at checkout for 15% off. I'm not going to lie to you guys, before working with Sage, I legitimately thought that essential oils were a scam. I swear to God. And I did a Zoom with the women who work at Sage and we went over every single essential oil. Okay, I'll use peppermint halo as an example. And I put a little bit on the back of my neck and I was like, okay, don't feel anything. You know, how do I know if this is going to do something? Then immediately, immediately it hit me and it's like soothing me and cooling me like an ice pack. It's like refreshing peppermint, but not overpowering. And it's really, really amazing. I'm telling you guys, Sage is the real deal when it comes to essential oils. They believe everyone deserves physical and emotional wellness and they've been around for 30 years. It's not some new celebrity pop-up, whatever. Sage has been creating 100% natural plant-based personal care products for your home and overall well-being. For your stress, your sleep, they've got diffusers that you can use in your beautiful space, functional scents that smell like happiness, the rainforest, eucalyptus, and more. It's also really great to have these if you're somebody that like, that likes to get massages at home often and just, you know, or not even a massage, but like you want to give it a massage to your partner. You got to have these products. I'm telling you, I was skeptical. I was very skeptical and I love each and every essential oil. They have these travel packs too, so you can bring them instead of Advil. If you want to lay off, you know, the generic pain stuff, you could start using the essential oils and let me know what you think. And as a thank you to my listeners, Sage is offering everyone a discount to help them top up on their wellness. You can use code ACME20 at checkout to receive 20% off your purchase. You can use this code online at sage.com. That's spelled S-A-J-E.com or in store. That's S-A-J-E.com and use code ACME20. Hi, I'm Bethany. And I'm Anthony Garcia. And this is the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. In this day and age of filters and heavy editing, we believe in sharing the real and raw parts of marriage, parenthood, and real freaking life that often get filtered over. Every week, we share next level real life confessions from our audience. You'll either feel seen, highly entertained, or maybe even both. Come hang with us and catch a new episode every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss a single confession. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with writer, co-creator, and star of Flatbush Misdemeanors on Showtime, Dan Perlman. What's up? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. It's been a long time since we've had you on and a lot has changed in your life. So give give us the update. I think last time you came on, you were dating and now I think you're still dating. Any stories you can share with us? Yeah, that that part hasn't changed too much. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I wasn't dating during COVID. Yeah, obviously. Not really. I mean, I I went on some dates, but for the most part, no, because I wasn't, I mean, I knew people who were like, who started relationships like right before, and then it got very intense, very quick, you know, but I wasn't in that. I feel like if I'd, you know, been... It's it's funny to think, oh, I wonder what would have happened if somebody who I was seeing like 
two months before lockdown, if it had shut down then, yeah. would the thing have gotten more intense or would it still have like yeah. fizzled? I have no idea. So yeah, no. And then and then once things reopened, I saw some saw someone for a little bit and then have like casually gone on dates with people. I still I still don't love the apps generally, mm-hmm. but I still have them and have used them. But yeah. I, I still prefer to like meet people in person if I can. Is that how you met like the people that you're dating now or person that you're dating now? Yeah. Yeah. In person. In person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I mean, well, but also that's an advantage you have from like doing comedy and being out. Right. Right. And also they see you in like, you know, doing a thing you're good at, you know, Mm -hmm. and in a more flattering light. So that makes the introductions and stuff like easier, you know. That's so interesting to put it that way because it's like, well, let's say we meet someone and they're not like a front-facing, like, actor-comedian, whatever it is. Sure. We don't see them being good at their job, in their job. So, like, that's, like, that's actually something to consider next time, like, a girl comes to me for advice and she's like, you know, he's, like, kind of lame or, like, you know, (laughs) kind of not that interesting. I'm like, well, who's to say he isn't, like, a star in his engineering job? Right. Well, that's the thing. And I think that's why it's, you know... I mean, you date people at work and that, you know, that's often a thing right. because you see them. I mean, A, that's who you're around, but also it's like you're seeing them in their element and you're seeing them being comfortable. And the first dates are generally very uncomfortable because you have no reason to be talking to them. Yeah. So it's generally you're just trading basic, you know, bio info. Right. And then, you know, if you're drinking, hopefully you just drink enough to forget that you're talking to a stranger, you yeah. know? That's really like all you have to go on. So, so yeah, any anything you can do where you're you're seeing them comfortable, you're seeing them good at something, you're seeing them more relaxed. Like right. that's the goal is to be to see a relaxed version of that person and for them to see a relaxed version of you. Right. Because on first dates or like, you know, dates in general, you're more nervous is what you're saying than like when you're in your element. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like and it's not even like I, I don't know if it's nerves as much as like it's like a lack of comfort. You're just a little more, I guess, reserved is the word, mm-hmm. you know? Like you just, you don't really know a person. You don't know how to like joke around. You don't know right. how to, you know, anything. You're still figuring out if you're on the same wavelength or anything like that. So, yeah. you know, the reason like your friends make you laugh the most is there's all this like context built in. Yeah. And you've built that over time. And that's why. Right. You know, and there's you know, no context with this new no person. There's no context with that new yeah. person. So that's what's like, it's weird. You're talking to a you know, just, you're just kind of shooting in the dark, you know? (laughs) Right. And hoping something sticks. Exactly. Well, part of the reason I love having you on is because I feel like you give us like the quintessential male perspective (laughs) on dating, which is great. (laughs) What makes it quintessentially male? Like, because I don't know, you just like seem like kind of like a no frills like guy, like, (laughs) yeah, like other than this, like newfound, like stardom in this show. Like, (laughs) I like to think that like, you're just like the average guy in a good way, you know, not like, not like average, like looks like just like average, like a standard guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I have to ask you, so you mentioned like, you've been seeing someone for a few weeks. We're not going to get too into that, but like. I'm always curious when a guy's like a few weeks in with a girl, like what is the level of stalking that you've done on this person's social media already? Or like, are you like caring if they watch your stories? Like how does social media come into play for like the quintessential guy, right? When you're first dating somebody. The the story thing, I will check that if I have not 
if I'm interested in a person but have not heard from them, heard from them or had any like involvement with them. Right. Right. And once you start seeing them, then you feel a little more comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to see it. But it's almost like the story is like a way of checking, like, is there interest before you have anything to validate it, like in person, before you've hooked up, before you've actually gone out, you know? It's almost like a thing of like, all right, should I message this person? Are they interested or whatever? And if you see them watching it, then it's like, okay, maybe there's some some reason because they've watched within five minutes or whatever, you know? Sure, That's sure. A, quick, uh, yeah. a quick view. So it's high up in the queue or whatever. But then once I start seeing a person, I don't know. I, I Well, you know, I'll look at stuff, but I don't, I don't really look for like clues or anything because I don't, I, you know, I'm not someone who ever gets... A, jealous of like exes i don't Mm -hmm. really care about any of that so but you're not curious like let's say like you're looking at this person's or a person that you're interested in's instagram and like the sixth post is like of them and their ex like you're not going to click the ex if they're public oh sure i'll click but i don't but it doesn't bother me i've 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 never been like actively jealous right 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 of anyone i've dated of like an ex of theirs Uh because it's it's over you right, know? right. And there's a, a reason it ended. Right. You know? That's that. That's like the opposite of women. Like I, like if I'm stalking a guy and like right. I find their ex, like it's not that I'm immediately jealous, but I'm sure. immediately like, what's the deal? Like I just like I need answers. Like right. I need to know like why this ended. Like I'm comparing my body. Like right. does it does it bother you if the ex looks like you or looks nothing like you? Which bothers you more? I think it bothers me more if they look like me. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because then it's like you're just filling a type. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like all the people that you've dated have like a similar look? Mm, No. I mean, I guess there's, they maybe fall in like a a couple different types, but it's pretty, you know, it's, there's some, there's some range in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like all the girls that like my husband dated, like look generally similar to me. Okay. Yeah. I'm like a mix of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> you're an amalgamation yeah. if you're just but like so a composite. Is he. But sure. so is he. Right. Pretty that's, much. That's perfect. You're just looking for just a nice like merger of a right. few different people, right. you know? Well, this is so funny. I feel like you're the person that you end up with. Yeah. Is all of the good traits in an ideal situation, right? Yeah. Is all of the good traits that you liked about people that you've dated in one person. I think, yeah, that's that's definitely the hope, right? Right. I never, like, put it like that when people are like, how do you know it's the one? Right. But I think that's, like, how you know. If it's, like, all the traits that you liked about other people yes. together. And ideally, I think you should be getting better at choosing who you date as you get older. Right. You know? Ideally. I think that's what, you know, I think... Certainly for me and probably for most people, if you look back on, like, the first person you dated, I think often people cringe at it. At mm-hmm. least I do. Or it's like yeah. who you date when you're younger is not somebody, and maybe you date them for a long time, is not somebody you'd even, or at least for me, I'll just speak first person, is not yeah. somebody I'd go on a second date with today. But you it's, just, yeah. but it's only because you don't know yourself, you don't know right. what, what you even really want or what is like good or healthy for you or anything yeah. like that. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just you continuously make mistakes and then hopefully get a little better at yeah, the selecting that's, process. That's such you know? a good poll question because we do these poll questions on yeah. our Instagram. Like, would you go on a second date with the first person that you ever dated if you saw them now? That's such a good one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I have to think probably not because it's just like hopefully, yeah. But you, like you would, but would you go on dates with like most of your, would you go on second dates with like the other ones? Like 
Probably. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, yeah I can. I know why right. I dated them. It's, it's like it's, half and half for me. Like I wouldn't go right. on a second sure. date with half of them. <laughs> right. Okay. But I would with like the other half. <laughs> right. But a lot of it's like you. You can look back. It, it still feels like enough of a version of you now that you're like, oh, I totally see why right. I like that person. You know, mm-hmm. that makes complete sense. Yeah. Right. It's not a good reason necessarily, but I see why. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. why I yeah. did that. Yeah. And maybe it is just like it didn't mm-hmm. work out for whatever reason, but. Right. My skin is finally starting to clear up a little, but knock on wood because you never know what's going to happen. It's really different every day, but I'm so grateful that I'm working with Starface and Starface supports this podcast because they're one of the few brands when it comes to skincare that you can 100% trust. There's no frills. They have these amazing best-selling Hydro Stars, which are a 100% hydrocolloid pimple patch that helps reduce inflammation, absorb fluid and shrink spots overnight. So when I'm in between facials and I don't trust myself to touch my own face, which is most of the time, I am using these stars on my face. When I feel like a pore is coming out of my skin, I just put on one of these stars. It's really amazing. And they also have a new variation, which is the Hydrostar Plus Salicylic Acid, which helps treat your deeper pimples and acne. They also have skincare essentials, so you can really build out a full routine. And everything's dermatologist tested, vegan, and cruelty-free. I also love to wear their sunscreen when I'm in the sun. It's called Clear as Day, and it's SPF 46 protection. It's 100% clear. So it's not doing anything to your face except protecting it from the sun. They also have an amazing face wash called Space Wash. It's a gentle, lightly foaming cleanser. It washes away makeup, dirt, and oil without stripping your skin. So definitely check it out. Get those stars on your face and start looking cute. You can shop the entire Starface collection at starface.world. And for a limited time, Starface is offering all We Met at Acme listeners 15% off your first order at checkout with code ACME15. Again, that's code ACME15 for 15% off your first order at starface.world. When I feel bad about myself, my mental health struggles. And when my mental health struggles, I feel bad about myself. And the cycle goes on and on and on. And it's hard, especially when, you know, you don't have a therapist there 24-7. But if you use Talkspace, you actually do. It's like having a therapist in your pocket. Getting the help that you need has never been so simple. You can access your provider from the comfort of your phone, which we're all on 24-7. So why not use our phone for something good to actually help us be better people and be better for the people that we love? I could not recommend Talkspace enough. You can sign up online and start therapy the same exact day that you sign up. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your home. It's affordable. They've got a great network of thousands of therapists with years of experience in over 40 specialties, including depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, food, eating, relationship issues, whatever it is that you are struggling with, Talkspace has someone 
a professional for you. And as a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com and make sure to use the code ACME to let them know we sent you, but also to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's ACME and Talkspace.com. And how old are you now? 32. Okay. And you're a Sagittarius, if I remember correctly. Yes. So you're 32 and you're dating now people Mm -hmm. that you might be interested in. Yes. Are you going to ask for like a, like what number date are you going to cut it off if you don't think that you can see yourself marrying this person? And it's okay if it's not until like eight dates or even more. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I would feel it feels like arbitrary to put a number on it, but if I do have a sense that it's not a thing, I know, I know when I'm like emotionally invested or really into somebody. And I also know when I have this kind of like block where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be able to get past this point. And sometimes I want to mm-hmm. like, oh, I wish I could because there's nothing wrong with this person, but I just can't do it. I have a sense as I've gotten older, I have a sense of that pretty quick. So I know if I feel like it's at that point, then I will feel like I have to cut it off. Why does that emotional block come up? Like, is it just like a difference in personality? Like what, what is like the leading causes of the block? I think I I don't, it's just some weird, like, I don't know if it's a a vibe thing. I don't know if it's like a level of interest or whatever, or it's it's a level of like, I know I'm going to, I'm going to be at be at consistently at a point where it's like I like hanging out with this person and I think they're great and I'm have no issue with them but I don't think I can like go that extra step of like feeling like I really want to just fully commit and and be in this thing and maybe it's like more hesitance from like past relationships and you invest a lot of time in that and then there's more reluctance to go back into one but I, I have that sometimes. So I feel like that's more the gauge rather than like it's been six dates, it's been whatever, you know. And does that have anything to do with how the girl like acts towards you? Meaning like if she's like playing a little bit more hard to get or like if she puts all of her cards on the table up front, like is that something that could give you an emotional block? Because you're like, Ugh, like I'd rather like still be curious if they're interested. That's interesting. I mean, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's possible that no, I don't know because I, I I think you just want to feel like they're like engaged or present or whatever. And maybe it's maybe it is more like I don't know. It sounds it sounds shitty to say if somebody is like you know putting all their cards on the table that you're like, Ugh. but it is possible that that factors in on some reflexive level, you know? Definitely. I mean, I feel like, like we'd you, all be lying if we said that, like, it's a turn on when someone up front is like, I really like you. And you're like, well, we don't even know each other. Like, you, because to well, me, did, that, what was, what, what was your experience yeah. like with, because you're married yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah. with your husband, was it like, he definitely like played, played it cool right. for sure. Like, he didn't even kiss me on our first date. Sure. On purpose. Cause right. he was like, I don't want her to think I'm like into it. Right. You know, and that worked. It definitely worked. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely worked. But I, I like right, played it right, right back. Like sure. I never, like I don't believe in like you know. I, I'm very much like old school, and that like I like for the guy to lead, and like yeah. so like if I was not gonna say I like you unless like he sure. said I like you, right. like I was not gonna like, you know, say like 
like initiate dates unless like mm-hmm. he initiated dates. But like when he did, I was like receptive to them. And so like, I guess on the same kind of question, like when you, so one of my friends who's a creator, she has this theory, it's called box theory. Mm-hmm. And the theory is that like guys put you in a box, like before you even like, before you even go on the first date, basically. Right. Like the hookup box and like the like girlfriend slash wife box. Right. Do you think that that's true or like, have you been in situations where it could go either way? And it has. I've definitely been in situations where it could go either way. I've definitely felt like, you know, oh, I'm attracted to this person. And then you realize like, oh, actually they're great. I like spending time with them. I hang out with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and some have like transitioned to being friends with or some I've ended up dating. So, no, I don't think, I think maybe you always go in with like an expectation, but I don't think that it's fully locked in, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I feel like I, I feel like I was in my husband's like hookup box and right. then he like realized that I had a personality and he was like, <laughs> oh, like maybe Oh, more. this person who yeah. I've been hooking up with a lot and uh, they're next to me well, in bed, like they're actually cool. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, what's funny great. is like, I think he, so he went in like, I want to just hook up with this person, right. but then like, I didn't do that. And then he got a chance to like, see my personality and right. realize like, right, 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 oh, right, right, I right. actually don't want to just hook up with that person, which, right. I, which is why I feel like it's so important to like, wait to be intimate right. because it's like, not really a waste of time because you're still getting to know a person. So like worst case scenario, you get to know a person and like the sex sucks and you never want to see each other again. Sure, sure, sure. But like you didn't like lose anything. I do think, I do think there's a, the other side of that is that there's maybe a version where you play it too cool. And there is a thing where it's like, because if you're taking it slow and and not hooking up or not having sex or whatever it is, and then also like not reaching out or not texting or not like doing it, then... At a certain point, like, I'm going to read it as like, oh, there's just like no interest. And right, then I'll, right. I'll back off, you know? Right. So it's like there has to be some kind of like yeah. inclination of interest. But I, I think some people maybe go too much the other way with it, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't think you should be like ignoring this person, like hoping that they right. figure out you're interested <laughs> in them. But it's, like... You, you, can't, you just have to remember the other person's on a mind reader, you know? Yeah, so like you exactly. Have to, you have to give enough to show like, oh, you are interested in whether it's like texting back quick and joking around or right, whatever right, it is. Right. Like it doesn't have to be uh, all or nothing, like you yeah. know, have sex right away and yeah. then text back, whatever. But no, I like, agree. Which is why I actually think it's so dumb and like counterintuitive when, or counterproductive rather, when like people will get it, like let's say like I'm, like we're dating and I'm into mm-hmm. you and like you text me, but then like I wait like three hours to respond. It's like, he already texted you. Like, right. just yes. respond. Like, just when respond. you see it. Like, yeah. I think, like, those are stupid games. I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. Because also, if I get a response back quickly, I know there's, like, interest in a good way. I'm not yeah. I'm not texting them being like, I hope they don't respond till 6. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, exactly. you want to, like, whatever <laughs> Like, if they respond the right away, it's over. It's yeah, like, I'm right. out. It's like, and I get, okay, if you text back right away and they always text you back four hours later, then you feel right. like an idiot responding within a minute. But otherwise... If they're reaching out and you're yeah. there, you could just have the yeah. Like have the conversation. I, I know girls who like will double the response time. So like if like again like let's say I'm this girl and like we're texting right and like I text you and you don't respond for two hours and I'm not responding for four hours and it's just like no. That's like, also I'd, also you feel closer to a person if like if I have like a long like text exchange back and yeah. forth like in between 
you know, hang out with them in person or whatever. Like you, you feel more intimate with them. Right. Like you feel like, oh, we've joked around. Totally. We've, we're each like sort of responding to each other and being like active in yeah. the engagement. So I think that's like I would rather have that than like just an occasional like response to an Instagram right. story or something. How long into seeing someone like going out on dates with them are you fo- like going to follow them on Instagram? Probably, oh, probably a couple. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think it, it's I think it's varied, but like, definitely not right away. What if they're private and like you really want to see that shit? Oh, then then you request right away when you first mm-hmm. sit down on the date with them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you pull out your phone and then you just request. Yeah, totally. And then you say answer. You're like you say like yeah, accept it, this. accept Bef- it right now, right? Yeah, this second, and then go to the bathroom so I could stalk your Insta. It's almost impossible to be regular when it comes to using the bathroom if you don't have greens in your body. That's really the motivation that made me start to wonder about athletic greens. And then I started to use them. And the truth is that I'm finally regular. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens when you have one tiny scoop of athletic greens and it helps you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that's designed to support your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things, all the things. And Athletic Greens supports this podcast, which helps it to run for free. And I want to keep it running for free. So I want you to support Athletic Greens in return. If you could do that for me and let me know what you think, because I wouldn't be working with Athletic Greens if I didn't think that it was really amazing. Plus it goes with any diet that you're on. If you're on a diet, which I don't think you should be, but you know, if it's for your health reasons, then you can still use Athletic Greens. And for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the US. They've also donated over 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the summer season. You don't want to be sick in the summer. No one does. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Acme. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Acme to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so I get these questions like every Friday, and I'm going to ask you what you think about some of these questions. Love it. This girl said, I gave my boyfriend a blowjob to completion last night with nothing in return. How to call him out? Question mark. Mm. I mean, I think call him out. I, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds funny. I mean, I don't think you need to be like, how, how dare you? But I think the next time you're going to hook up, I think it's reasonable to like ask, like ask it in return, you know? Well, I, I think, I, I, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't think you should be, like, afraid to ask for that, you know? Right. But I think there's also something awkward about, like, asking it 
asking for right after you do it. It's like, it's like, remember oh, like yeah. when we were younger, like on like aim, like send to receive, like, oh, I don't know, remember, but it's like, you'd send something to like receive something. Like, oh, okay. It yeah, was like yeah. that whole like thing. Sure. I don't know. Maybe like with memes or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Right. Or like with pics, like you'd be like send to receive. Right. Maybe that was just like me on my weird like cyber <laughs> chat rooms. But I feel like that like is the same vibe, which me meaning like, if somebody were to go down on me right. and then I immediately were like, okay, well now it's my turn. Like, I don't like that energy. I feel like sure. it's more about like, let's sit down. And I'm like, you know, if it's my boyfriend, I'm like, Hey, like, I feel like, you know, when I go down on you or whatever, it's not reciprocated. Like it, it would mean it would make me really happy yeah. if, if you initiated and went down on me without me having to remind you. Yeah, I just I think I think that's totally a reasonable task for. And if that's something that makes him like uncomfortable or he has some basically there's no world he should have like a negative response to that. Right. You know? And if he does, then that's a huge red flag. Exactly. Right. It's one thing if he's like, well, I'm insecure about like how I do it right. or whatever. Right, 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 then right, that's right. a conversation. Then and and also that's something that uh, a man might be like reluctant to admit. So I think it's even okay to like even toss that out as right. a potential. Because then maybe he'll view it as a challenge. He'll be like, and if, she's exactly. like, if you don't think you're good at it, he'll be like, I'll show you I'm good at yeah, it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, if yeah. you just make him so question true. his manhood with it, then, so then maybe he'd be more Just call him a fucking to, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> just call him a bitch, yeah. Um, okay, this person said, this guy on Hinge is new to the city and asked me to pick a date spot. How do I nudge them to pick the date spot? Well, I've, I've had this where just uh, I've been texting the girl and she'll be like, just, I don't like to choose. I don't like to choose the spot. And so I think you can outright say that. Or I think one thing you could say is if you could say to her, like, send me a couple options or whatever. So you put it on him to do the main work and be like, here's two choices or whatever. Right, and then you right. can choose one. I think that's a good. That's a give and take. That's a give and take and good like middle ground to find. I like that. How do you tell your boyfriend that they're a gross eater in a nice way? I think I, a lot of these things I think you can just gently say. If he's your your boyfriend, it's time to, you know, just tell him all the stuff that's wrong. You yeah, know, just tell exactly. him all the stuff that he's not doing right. So then he could do it correctly with the next girlfriend, you know? It's worth it's worth training him there. But like it depends what she means by gross eater. Is she just disturbed by the way he eats, but it's reasonably normal and that's like mean? Right. Also, is it is it a thing where it's like he's a gross eater in, in public around other people or is he just like at home privately just like standing and eating? Right. Like, you know, like somebody who's 22 or whatever, you know, and not like an adult just sitting down. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I eat very fast. So mm -hmm. I've been called out on that. I've been called out on not savoring the meals or whatever. I've never been able to do that. So And what have like what has people what have people said in the in the past that you're dating about your fast eating? They've just commented on like you, you eat too fast or you eat whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I know. And then uh -huh. I don't do anything about it, you uh -huh. know? And I, in my head I'm like, oh I should eat slower and then right. and then I don't, you know? Right. But I've never I've never been like bothered by it. Yeah. I really I think anytime I've been like critiqued in some way, I think it has been helpful. I remember I was like twenty two, I want to say, or 21, and a girl, I wasn't even dating her, I was just friends with her, and she said, I'm just telling you this as a friend, sometimes you don't smell the best. And I was like, done, noted. And I went out, and I went to Lush, 
And I was like, I need some stuff to smell better than I'm smelling. Mm -hmm. And I got stuff, and I still use that stuff. Wow. You know, like, I, you know, and did she mean your breath or your armpits or kind no, of the like, whole thing? Like a body, not not okay. breath. So all you, yeah. So, uh, but that I didn't. That I would so much rather that one moment of awkwardness and then just correct it. Then like going years forward. and years of life. Hundred oh, percent. I'm yeah. so grateful. I, I for couldn't that. agree yes. more. I actually had a girlfriend tell me my breath was bad at a wedding once. Okay. And yeah. I had never been told that before. <laughs> and like it changed my life for the better. Yeah. Like I yes. was like, oh my God, I'm always gonna like be aware. Like it also if, changed my life for the worse because I was always like insecure about it for like that year. But sure. like, whatever. But, but it probably got better. Like you it fixed did. that thing. No, I think if you care about a person and you see some that you know they could fix if they were just more aware of it. It's just if you see somebody, if you see someone, their fly is down or whatever, yeah. you just be a friend and tell them like, hey, your fly is down. Totally. You know? it's but, just like, but then there's things that you don't need that you can move on from. So for example, sure. my husband chews very loudly. Sure. I don't care. Like right. it's, it annoys me sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, wow, that's ridiculous how loud you're <laughs> chewing. But I, like, I just, I just overlook it because it's like, who, who, sure. who cares, you yeah, know, I as know. long as he doesn't do it in public annoyingly. Yeah. I worked with someone, he breathed real loud, you know, mm -hmm. and it was a thing that I felt was frustrated about other things. I'd be like, this guy's fucking breathing. It's crazy. And then, right. but then other times I'm like, I don't know, what is it? He's just breathing. Like, what am I going to Yeah. Gonna, what are you going to do? yell at him and be like, breathe, breathe more normal. Just don't yeah. stop breathing, <laughs> yeah. please. When you want to be official with somebody, and then I'm going to ask you some rapid fire poll questions. What do okay. you think is the way to make it happen, like from a guy's perspective? Do you ask, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? Or do you kind of just assume that it's it's happening? I mean, I think event eventually you have to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always, I feel like that's often a thing where it's like, you're both probably aware that that conversation is coming before it actually does. But I think that's a thing that, just broach in, in the in the form of like, hey, I, I don't know how, where you're at, but I'm not, or I don't want to see anybody else, or I'm not seeing anybody else, and I don't know, I feel like you're not either. You know, I think that's the way to come at it with it's just like, I'm not interested in other people, I'm interested in you. And so then I think that's a good way to sort of But you know that things. you have to initiate that. You mean as, as, the, as the guy? As the guy, yeah. I, I, feel like, I feel like it's good to initiate it, but I've definitely been the one to not initiate it, you mm. know? When if I was like not sure and just kind of punting and just like kicking the can down the road. And then what happened when that person did? You just you like were able to say that you're not ready for that or you were like, sure. I've gone both ways. Yeah. Okay. I've been like, oh, I don't know. And then also I've gone the other way and been like, all right, yeah, you know. But you would say that if you hadn't been the one to bring that up, it's more likely that you, it's because you didn't want that. Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. for sure. But if he brings it up, then yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's the good way to do it mm -hmm. in terms of like put it framing it in the context of not wanting to see other people. Yeah, fair. Do you feel like you're okay? We're gonna do rapid fire poll questions. Do mm -hmm. you feel like your energy leans towards feminine or masculine? This isn't like necessarily like I'm not saying like are you a girl or a guy? Like no, I just I mean it. like your energy. I don't. I mean, I feel like I feel like that's for what other people to <laughs> to, to read on it. I think some stuff maybe is more is more feminine. But then, yeah. as you said, I'm the quintessential regular Joe. Yeah, you know? I, so think, I, I think masculine. <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you think that heterosexual relationships need a mix of both mm. feminine and masculine in order to work? Yes. Mm. I think, yeah, you need you need that balance. I don't think each person needs to be 
the binary, like very feminine and very masculine person. But I think there needs to be some kind of mix, you know? Fair. Do you have to meet their friends before you officially date them? Mm, no. Mm -hmm. If they continuously, and actually you kind of just touched on this earlier, like your story, but like actually hit the heart. Uh -huh. You know how you can do that now. Yeah, yeah, Does yeah. that mean they're interested in you? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So you want to spend, you want a girl to spend the night at your place on mm -hmm. the other side of town after a date. You pay for the Uber to your place. Mm -hmm. Who is responsible for paying for the Uber in the morning that the girl then takes to leave your place? She, her, she is or you are? You are. You pay for the Uber back. You you don't make it a one-way ticket. You, the guy round, should pay for the The guy should pay, yeah. Interesting. The guy should pay. Yeah, it's round round trip. Yeah. Okay. I would never ask for that because I would feel like it was transactional. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel, I feel like something feels weird about like, come over, like, I'm paying you to come over, have sex, all right, you walk yourself home kind of thing, you know? It's right, like, right. you should at least offer it. You should. And if she says, no, that's okay, then you let her do it. But I think it, it's that's good to offer. Yeah. Would you tell your significant other, let's say you're in a relationship, mm -hmm. if somebody innocently or randomly flir flirted with you, like at the gym and the grocery store in an elevator? Mm, not Not necessarily if it's like a nothing thing. If there's like a weird, if there's like a, a weird or interesting element to like the story or something, or if it's somebody like, if it's somebody that the person knew, then I would say it. But if it was just some random thing that there's like nothing to make of it, then, then it almost comes off like you're just trying to like brag, like this person hit on me or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, would you want to know if that happened to your girlfriend? If someone like flirted with yeah. her? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you just kind of ass assume that. <laughs> At yeah, least I'd hope. Just like you'd, a, hope. you'd hope other people like find right, her right, like, right. attractive or whatever. But yeah, I, I don't think, I think if there's nothing to it, then you don't need to do that. Yeah, I love hearing it like from okay, my Okay, this from is my what partner. I was, I, yeah. that's what I was kind of wondering. It's like, uh, unless right. you know that the other person really likes it and that's like right, attractive right, to right, them right. and that's fun for them, mm -hmm. then it could be fun to just share that. Do you think that the person who makes more money in the relationship wears the pants? Mm, I feel like not necessarily. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I I don't know. I think I, I think it's a, almost a more like an attitude or personality thing, which often comes with making more money. But I don't think it's necessarily the dynamic. Yeah, I often find if the woman makes more money in the relationship, yeah, she still doesn't wear the pants, right? Which really <laughs> pisses me off. <laughs> right? It's not fair, but it's I also think <laughs> I also think there's still like, I feel still like he's just like fucked up power dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> somehow, like there's like never a way for us to win. No. Um, you've been dating for four years and living together, but you, in as the boyfriend in this situation, mm -hmm. are not ready to propose. In your thirties, you say it's coming. Is that a bad sign? Or relax and you'll do it when you're ready. I think as long as you're having like active conversations about it, then I think it's okay. But if it's something that you feel like you can't even bring up, then that could be a problem. Right. But it's like if you're both talking about it and you're like, I know we're just at this point and we feel a little more comfortable with X or feel like more money saved or whatever, whatever it is. Like, but I think if you feel like, oh, I can't even mention this because it's always a fight, then I think that's a problem. Yeah. Okay, last question. I feel like this is like a good content piece for maybe you to write into your show because cool, I'm cool, just cool. imagining it. Okay. Have you ever returned something to Trader Joe's? No. 
But I'm also I'm also bad at returning things. Like like I, you'll eat your food if it sucks. I'll eat eat it or I'll throw it out. Like the effort it takes to like I say something. Go go back to a place or you bring it back. Yeah, I've not really done that. Even if a thing, I usually just chalk it. Maybe this is a self esteem thing. I'll just chalk it up to like, well, that was my mistake for getting that. You <laughs> right. know, I fucked up for getting that thing. Right. It was really only once. It was only once ever that I got like a dollar slice from a place and I like folded the pizza and then all the cheese came off oh, in God. one block. And I like went back <laughs> to the guy and I was like, I want my dollar back. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is crazy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> this is the worst thing. And he was thing probably I've... like, well, you shouldn't have come to a dollar <laughs> yeah, pizza right, place. Right, so right. the joke's on I you. I was like, I've never, I've never wanted a dollar back before. But that's <laughs> right. how I feel here. I feel so ripped off. Do you think that that attitude that you just told me that you have translates to dating? Like, for example, if you were unhappy, you'd be like, well, I got myself into this. So I'll just marry her and have kids. Sure. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. Sure. I mean, well, it, it. I think I do think that it takes me a little bit to realize like how I'm feeling about something, and I think it's like my instinct maybe to question like, do I really do I really feel like this, or is this just like reluctance mm-hmm. to be in something, or is this actually how I feel? I think it might take me a little bit to trust my own instincts on something, Fair. you know, I, yeah. I don't think that comes as easily to me. And so then it only becomes like, okay, no, I really do feel this way. Right, right, you know? right. Okay, totally. Tell us a little bit about the show before we close out. Oh, yeah. It's a, a comedy on Showtime. Just DM me and I'll, I'll give you my Showtime password so you can watch it. So uh, no, I, I play a um, bad public school teacher and it's set in Flatbush, Brooklyn and character was a bad science teacher in the first season. This year he teaches sex ed and works part-time at a bike shop. But it's like about the community in Flatbush. And so it's me and then another character, Kevin, he delivers food and then is like an artist. And another character, it's like a teenage girl and she's trying to get her independence. And then I have a crazy stepdad named Kareem. There's a lot of New York City comedians on it. Yamanika Saunders and Maria Bamford plays my mom and Roywood Jr. So a lot of really great people. And yeah, it's just like a, a grounded sort of comedy. It's a lot of jokes, you know. And yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was fun. We just had a lot of great people on this season and I got to direct one, which was really fun. So Awesome. Very yeah, cool. Very, you know, please be one of the few people to watch it. It gets good <laughs> reviews, but few people watch the thing. So I hope you well, can. Well, hopefully it blows up. Can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice that has helped you? Or maybe it's just... A funny joke from the show. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'll I'll say a funny joke from the show. Is Yamanika Saunders who plays my therapist? I, my therapist in the show. She just yells at me. She just mm-hmm. kind of berates me, which is very fun. And I feel like that should be in, <laughs> that should be in therapy more. And she's <laughs> going off. I mean, she's uh, uh, testifying on my behalf, and she's like explaining why my character should be able to teach again. And she's like, "Look, Dan is no white savior; he's a white failure." And that's <laughs> inspirational. So she's uh, she's like um, really just like berates me in a way that feels very fun and fulfilling. Um, uh, as far as advice, I don't really I don't really know that much. I do think like I'm trying to like trust my instincts more, and I think the more people do that in dating, the better they'll be off. I think that's part of getting older is you just trust your gut more. Yeah, I love it. Where can everyone find you, follow you, and watch Flatbush Misdemeanors? At Dan J. Perlman on Instagram, Twitter, P-E-R-L-M-A-N, and Showtime. Yeah, just you get Showtime or Hulu or Amazon. It's on those things. 
But again, just I'll just give you my password. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I actually and then you have Yellow Jackets, too. You know? Yeah, I was going to say, I have yeah. Showtime, too, because of Yellow Jackets. You I forgot to cancel. You got to watch Yellow Jackets. That's a great show. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lindsay.